welcome back to the show. Today we have a great episode with a very familiar voice uh, for our podcast listeners. It's uh, Jen Brown. She's coming to us from the Center for Literary Arts in Frostburg, and she has a list of fantastic events that are coming up in February and March and April. So we have the next three months covered for you guys if you're looking to get out of the house and beat the winter blues. So be sure to write those down. If you don't have access to a pen and you need to do it later, the full list of dates can be found on our website and that is recordtalklisten.com. And while you're there, uh, peruse the pages. You can see all of our previous episodes, including the ones featuring Jen Brown. Um, and some, uh, maybe some other people you might know. So go ahead and click the links and listen, or you can subscribe to the podcast. You should definitely be keeping up with us on social media. We're pretty much on every platform, either at RTL pod on Twitter, um, or record tech listen on Facebook. We have a great uh, Facebook group called the people who listen. So if you enjoy this show, you should definitely check that out and join the group. You get a little bit of one-on-one time. Um, and you can ask questions or even if you want to be on the show, that's a way to do it. So let's get right into this great interview and make sure to have a pen and a piece of paper handy to write down this great information. Or like I said before, head over to the website. So without further ado, here is Jen Brown from the Center for Literary Arts. Jen, you're back. I am. Thanks for coming. This is the first episode of many probably for you for 2018. Here's hoping. Yes. So um, you've got a lot of things happening between now and April. April. Yeah. And you'll come back in April because it's poetry month. Right. Um, So we will be featuring some lovely poetry. But um, Valentine's Day is coming up and everybody loves a good poem on Valentine's Day, whether it's good or bad, positive right. or negative. Right, right. Um, and you're you're doing the Allegheny Arts Council Valentine's Day annual reading. We are. Yeah. And that's the 13th this year? 13th of February, uh, 6.30 p.m. at the uh, Arts Council in Cumberland. Nice. Yeah. How was it last year? It was fabulous. Was it? It's always such a good time. And... Um, I continue to hold that there is no better gift to give a person than to write a poem for them and then read it to them in public. Because, I mean, the embarrassment factor has got to be, like, super high. Like, (laughs) the rosy cheeks of the person and then, like, the person who's not necessarily writing the... Well, I don't know. Probably on both ends, nervous energy. Oh, completely. Because they're like, oh, God, I hope they don't say rhyme something awful with something I do. And so, yeah, I can see the anxiety-ridden nature of it all. Right, right. But such a good gift. Such a good sure, thing Sure, absolutely. Memorable. Indeed. Yeah. Um, and this year, I hadn't told you this, but this year we're actually doing a um, People's Choice Award. Oh, nice. For the readings. Nice. So um, we have a little we have a little prize. And uh, I'm not exactly sure how we're going to do this yet, but uh, the attendees are welcome to vote for their their favorite, their favorite love poem. poem. That's yep. great. Now anybody can participate. Anybody can participate. We love to have new people come out for it. Nice. Big turnout last year. Um, it was a little bit smaller than I wanted it to be, uh-huh. but, um, you know, but I just kind of want people to be out and sharing poems. So. Sure. Always, always more people. So show good. up with your, uh, prose and, uh, take a big 
you know, courage pill and get up there and read it. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be original poems. It can be something that you just really love or mm-hmm. maybe like a song that you kind of dig. And, right. Um, and it could be about broken hearts or being in love, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. So moving from Valentine's Day, you've got the great coffee with the writer. So, so we do. Um, and we have Andrew Sparber okay. coming and Andrew Sparber is a, uh, he's got all kinds of interesting stories, but he is a local historian. He thinks of himself as a, um, a history detective. Okay. Uh, but he has a book on, uh, elect, like bringing electricity into Allegheny County. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, um, so that book actually is available at um, the bookstore downtown. Okay. So uh, people can check it out and he might have copies with him. I trust that he will. Uh, but I expect that he'll be talking about that. But he's also working on a book about, um, and I can't remember his first name, but Footer of Footer's Dye Works. Oh, okay. So the building that they've redone downtown. Exactly. By the canal. That's interesting. I yeah. think it's re- this area has a lot of hidden gems and things to uncover, you know, and right. it's pretty cool to see that somebody's kind of uncovering those things and making them accessible to everybody. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. that's really cool. Electricity, it's something you would never think about. I mean, obviously it happened, but mm-hmm. you know, the history behind that is yeah, very, be really very intense. Very yeah. anything about it. Um, and he and I met and we had coffee and I was sort of talking about this event. And he, he just offhandedly made a remark about people stepping onto an elevator for the first time uh-huh. and said something about it being like, he sort of drew a connection to driverless cars. Oh, interesting. Right? That idea of being yeah. able to kind of like step into a machine and, and it takes you where you need to go. Yeah. Give it, huh. give it kind of a just power. Yeah. yeah. You just sort of letting yourself trust that this thing is going to do what it says it's going to do. Right. Huh. Um, which that, that comparison alone, uh, was just so fascinating and sort of had me thinking about it for a couple of days afterward. Yeah. And, that's a um, really good analogy. Right. So I think that he is probably full of those kinds of analogies. I'm sure that the talk will be dynamic. Um, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. That sounds awesome. So mm-hmm. you get good coffee as always. We'll have good coffee. We'll have snacks, yeah. um, informal reading and, uh, just a, like a Q and a, um, again, it too is open to the public. We love to have people come out and, and that's and the C- at the CLA at the CLA 22 East main street in Frostburg. Cool. Mm-hmm. And they've got comfy chairs. So it's definitely worth it. And you get oh. good coffee and snacks and you learn something. Right. So it's great. Um, and then March 3rd, that's March 3rd. That's March 3rd. Okay. And then March 8th, you've got the feminist poetry slam at Dante's. So yeah, the, uh, the women's studies program at Frostburg, uh-huh. uh, and the center are partnering for this project. Uh, so it's an, it too is an open reading. Anybody can come. Okay. Anybody. So anybody can read anybody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, we do ask that people write or bring their own work for a poetry slam. Yes. So because it's a competitive reading, we want okay. to make sure that people are working with their own work. Um, and so you bring a poem, which is investigating some kind of, actually bring three poems that are investigating feminist themes. And, okay. uh, and then people can just square off against each other and, uh, and challenge, challenge other feminist poets uh, to see who is the, the top feminist poet. The ultimate Right. feminist poet that's awesome oh yeah yeah and it's in a great spot i mean it's in dante's it's right downtown 16 right. west main street so you can just go in and uh grab a drink and then listen to some 
probably pretty powerful words, I would imagine, you especially know, now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the timing of it. We we made this plan uh, last fall okay. kind of before all the Me Too stuff broke. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the timing of it really couldn't be better. So uh, I'm sure that we'll have, you know, uh, relevant, current, uh, you know, current events kind of stuff happening in these poems, too. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty, pretty great. So mm-hmm. definitely come to that. And that is the 8th of March. Um, and then the 25th is the Backbone Mountain Review release party. Yes. Yeah. And the thing that's, the thing that's great about it is it's, you know, it's regional, it's regional work, poetry and prose. Yeah. Uh, and so at the, at the release party, uh, and reading people who are published in BMR are able to read their work from that publication. Nice. Um, again, it too free and open to the public. So, okay. uh, a good opportunity to kind of celebrate local writers and their work, uh, yeah. in, in what is always a beautiful publication. It's stunning. I mean, yeah. and that, what I like about it is like, um, I'll pick one up or somebody I know will have one and then mm-hmm. you'll be like, Oh, is it, how is it? Oh, it's great. And then you, somebody will say, Oh, I haven't gotten another one. I'm like, Oh, I've read it. Take it. You know? Yeah. So it's yeah. just has this really great kind of movement to it where it gets out into the community pretty readily. And I think people look forward to seeing it every year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, the, the other good thing about it is it's not just literary work. It's also art. I mean, there's also art involved. So, um, we have Robert Hines photography uh, this, this year, I guess it's okay for me to release that. Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, his, his work is gorgeous and, uh, it should be, it should be, thoughtful and evocative in the same way that the work is sure you know the poems and prose is it's great i mean it's so definitely common and you can see some of the authors read Mm -hmm. you can actually put a face to the name because a lot of these authors come up year after year in the book yeah absolutely so it'll be good if you've not been and it'll be fun i imagine Mm -hmm. as always right definitely so i mean that pretty much rounds out march right and then we hit april which is poetry month so it is yeah um, so you're doing this really cool project called Poetry Underfoot. We are. And it's very secretive. So we're going to just give you a clue mm-hmm. that, you know, it rains a lot in April because you get flowers in May. That's the, that's the thing, the key. But um, when it rains, you might see some poetry. Right. And uh, all around Allegheny County. Right. So you just want to kind of look down. Look down. Look down. Look down and you might see something. Right. Well, that's all we're going to say. Um, and um, that's going to be happening from April 1st on, hopefully. Right. Uh, expect that it should have a run of at least two months, maybe, okay. maybe up to four months. Nice. Uh, and it, um, we have, again, local poets contributing to that. Uh, and so it, it's a, it'll be a good representation of local local poetry in local spaces. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So... Look down, let your eyes get, watch your feet, watch where you're walking, especially in the month of April when it's raining outside. Right. Yeah. It'll bring you a little smile, hopefully. Um, so April the 5th, you have um, a World War One historian. We do. Yeah. Um, and his name is, is Mitch Yockelson. Uh, and so he's, I need to be very clear about this. He's, he's coming up as an independent historian. Okay. So uh, he's, he's on his own presenting at Frostburg. Okay. Um, but in his, in his day job, mm-hmm. right, he is an investigative archive, archivist with the United States National Archives. 
It's a pretty cool job. It's a super cool job. Yeah. Uh, so he will, um, again, independent historian coming sure. to Frostburg. Uh, but it's kind of, I think, neat to know that he has this this background. Well, sure. Um, and you can see him, uh, like, I think he's been on C-SPAN. Oh, wow. So you can sort of search and see him present on different topics. Right, right. Um, but he has... Um, he has a book, uh, I think his most recent book is called 47 Days, How Pershing's Warriors Came of Age to Defeat the German Army in World War One. Wow. It's a okay. long title. Well, it's specific. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it certainly lets you know what the book's about. Right. Um, but he's a fascinating guy. Um has taught military history. He's, you know, he's got so all very this, well qualified, yeah, all this great background. Yeah. Um, and a particularly special part of his great background is he actually has a bachelor's degree from Frostburg. Nah, really? Yeah, That's so great. He's like coming, coming home, coming back to campus nice. to, to uh, talk about world war one. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and he's going to be at the Lewis J. Ort library. On he campus? will be yep. good. So that'll be good. And any of you world war one buffs, is not something to miss not at all yeah okay and then um april the 19th you have um poetry yes a poet named mary asriel okay um who will be uh, at the lyric theater Mm -hmm. reading there um and she has a book um called house no house i believe is the title of it okay um and and three different people have recommended her poems to me that's got to mean something. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's pretty exciting. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, you know, people have sort of heard about her and have, have read her work. Um, she's been in all kinds of journals, including Prairie, Prairie Schooner and Harper's. Um, and, you know, publication cred in Harper's is pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, she, and so I love this. Like mm-hmm. I'm, this is the part of her bio that I'm probably most excited about. Okay. Um, so she was a staff writer for Jacques Cousteau. Oh, right that's amazing like so she just was like chilling with Jacques Cousteau I presume mm-hmm. so I mean these are all questions we will have to ask her <laughs> but, <laughs> but if there's if there's a publication credit that I would love to have it would be being a staff writer for Jacques Cousteau like, yeah absolutely right like that or Carl Sagan but right 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 yeah. absolutely yeah huh that is the coolest so like um completely random but very cool at the same time super cool um so she also uh she was a consultant for the maryland homeless services program okay um she's uh let's see she teaches poetry in the odyssey program at johns hopkins cool um so she's She's good with words (laughs) she's got some skills yeah absolutely yeah and that's at 7 30 at the lyric it is 7 30 at the lyric and i just want to get back up to mitch the world war one historian yes his speech and talk will be at seven o'clock. Yes. Just, I don't know if we mentioned that, but just in case. And then uh, that's pretty much it for the events that everybody should be attending. I mean, that's the thing. People say there's nothing to do, but I uh, don't believe them when they tell you that because there's plenty to do, whether it's in academia or, you know, just learning new things. It's all available to you. So go ahead and do that. And if you're an inspiring playwright... You have the one act play festival, oh, right? Yes. And you're open to open to submissions. And that's from now until April the 27th. Yes. Um, and it's open worldwide this year. Yeah, I, I would love I mean, we had we had submissions from New Zealand, you're right last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would like to extend that that geographical range. So sure. You know. Yeah. So if you're no matter where you're listening to this podcast, you should if you have a one act play, 
mm-hmm. send it in. We will put a link on the website so people can do that with the mailing address and all that yes, kind of stuff. Absolutely. And, and then maybe your play will be selected and we can see it on the stage at the palace. Mm-hmm. Oh, and actually the, uh, the one act play fest. Oh, we have a date for that. We've moved it back. Oh, you have? Um, yeah. And we have a reason for moving it back. Okay. So, that, so it's good. I mean, of course we it's do. It's a but, good reason. Um, but it's kind of good to think about this. So instead of, we had the, the one act play fest in September mm-hmm. last year. We've actually pushed it to um, November. Wow. Okay. Uh, to November 10th. And here's why. All right. So, Lay it on me. So we've been really, you know, lucky to have great uh, contributors, performers from the local community theaters mm-hmm. kind of scene. And we've always been able to sort of pull some students in. But um, but that early in the semester. Oh, God, it's got to be tough. Yeah. yeah stu- students don't know if they're, if they're going to be cast in plays in the theater department. Yeah. Uh, so they don't they're not really able to commit in the way that we might like them, them to be able to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So by November, they already know what they're going to be cast in and they know whether or not they're going to be available. Right. And we also, that gives us a little more time to work with them uh, so that, you know, we can. It was a pretty like incredible feat to pull off in such a short amount of time. Right. You know, the, by the time the reading happened and the voting happened and then the production. Right. There was less than a month sometimes. It was it was pretty quick. It's pretty tight. So I think that that is just going to be make it that much better. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, so we're you know pushing it back into November, and that also gives us a little bit more time between Indie Lit and the One Act Play Fest. Sure. And um, you know fall gets to be pretty busy for us. Absolutely. So um, so this you know it just should be. Um, should be good for the, the audience and for the performers to be able to kind of have a little more breathing a little more time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's good. That's so, really good. So write the plays and send them in, please. They were really good last year. They were, it was, yeah, a, it was, it was a good batch. It's a tough pick mm-hmm. for the ones that I read. And if you want to be a reader, oh, yeah. that's something else we should talk about. If you want to be a reader of the plays, then just let you know. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Cause do you get depending on how many people send in plays we, you might need more readers yeah I, I mean if we could double the number of readers and double the number of plays that would be really exciting I think it's an achievable goal mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. let's uh get your get your typewriters going that's right 40 minute runtime yeah. one act play nice send it our way cool well thank you for coming oh thanks for having me is there anything else that people can't miss um <laughs> I think that's enough really <laughs> it's kind of a lot yeah um but you know, really, what I what I might suggest is that people keep an eye on our website yeah. and on the Facebook group, because even though this is a pretty good list of things happening in the spring semester, I know that there are a couple other things in the works. Ah. So um, if, uh, you know, if you keep an eye on the Facebook group or the website, you should be able to kind of see what's happening and keep it coming up. up. Yep. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, and you'll be back in April. Uh, I will be. Awesome. Yes. Um, so thanks for coming and uh, we'll see you soon. Great. Thanks so much. Uh-huh for more information on what you've heard on today's show go to that website recordtalklisten.com you can find more information there with direct links on one act play festival um, how you can become a reader and also just the general events um, for the center for literary arts also keep in mind uh, to check back frequently because jen mentioned on the show that events they're working on some other events, so that calendar might fill up again with some some new and wonderful things. So be sure to keep on the lookout for that stuff. Okay, so um, we love sponsors on the show. 
uh, more than you know. This show takes a lot of work, and it helps to have some sponsors. And it is a twofold process, meaning it's beneficial for me and you, uh, the sponsor, and the listener, because then the listener gets access to uh, information about whatever you're trying to sell or uh, get out to the public. So if that sounds appealing to you, uh, send me an email, and that is recordtechlisten at gmail.com. Feel free to contact us on Twitter and Facebook and make sure to like us and follow us there. Join the people who listen. Um, and I think that's that's it. Um, we will also want to hear from you guys. So if you like what you hear or you have ideas or maybe if you want to be on the show, you got to contact us. We got to know. So just uh, reach out and uh, you'll get a warm response in return. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thanks so much.